0: Classic Rock Files on 94.3 The Drive. Winnipeg's Classic Rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive music director Mike Young. Hi, Kelly. Okay, well, sadly, this, I think, is going to become a regular occurrence, a regular start off to the Classic Rock Files over the next few weeks. Uh, Adam Schlesinger, the Fountains of Wayne co-founder, who earned an Oscar nomination for writing the theme song of the movie That Thing You Do has died due to complications from the coronavirus at 52 years old.
1: Yeah, and this is one of those, probably the second biggest death in music so far. Joe Diffie, country star, passed away over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he was 61. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was set to come to Dolphins Country Fest later this summer, even. It's not a good thing, obviously, in any way, shape, or form, that people are passing away. But people who are high profile that pass away and have a large fan base, it helps bring it home how... How real this is. When you start to lose people, not just a close family member, but someone you've looked up to and idolized... Uh, your whole life. And there were a lot of people that looked up to someone like Adam Schlesinger. You mentioned Fountains of Wayne, of course, they're best known as being like a one-hit wonder for Stacy's mom. Yeah. Uh, when that came out. Love that uh, song.
0: Awesome tune.
1: Uh, of their album, Welcome Interstate Managers. Um, they uh, got two Grammy nominations for that song, but you mentioned also the Oscar nomination. He did the music for That Thing You Do, the Tom Hanks film in 1997.
0: Which I think is the first film Tom Hanks produced, and he also directed it.
1: Uh, so he earned Oscar, uh, Golden Globe, Nominations for that. He was also a ten-time Emmy nominee, receiving recognition for a whole bunch of shows that he did music for, including Sesame Street, The Colbert Report, the Tony Awards telecast. He also received the Tony Award nomination, two of them actually, for the 2008 musical Cry Baby. He also did a, a recent show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW. Wrote 150 songs for the series and earned a Emmy Award for the song Antidepressants Are So Not a Big Deal from that show. So this guy, outside of Fountains of Wayne, has kept very busy uh, doing a lot of stuff you've probably heard if you watch any of those shows or movies, Mm -hmm. uh, but you wouldn't have put two and two together that it was actually him. And he was actually working on a musical when he passed away with Sarah Silverman for his best-selling memoir called The Bedwetter.
0: Fountains of Wayne was pretty prolific as well. Six studio albums between 95 and 2011, and a lot of soundtrack work. You're talking about the TV work, but uh, Fountains of Wayne had stuff on the soundtracks, too. There's something about Mary, me, myself, and Irene, Jim Carrey stuff, and uh, Shallow Hal as well. And Fountains of Wayne, the name, named after a lawn ornament store in Wayne, New Jersey, at the suggestion of Adam Schlesinger's mother.
1: Obviously, the Farrelly brothers were a fan, as all those movies you mentioned were Farrelly brothers films.
0: That's probably a good guess. Yeah. So we've lost Adam Schlesinger. But as you say, and this had occurred to me as well, the only upside, and of course, we have to be very careful how we how we phrase that. But you understand the message that we're giving here. And I agree with you. Unfortunately, it's inevitable that we are going to lose high profile people. And if there is anything good to come out of that, if there is a silver lining, it is that it is going to help to spread this critically important message.
1: Yeah, we I mean we've heard people, other musicians who have gotten COVID nineteen and pulled through the other side. Uh, yeah. Over the weekend, I was really concerned that we were going to lose John Prine because he's mm-hmm. uh, in his seventies and so prolific, so influential across country and rock in his songwriting and on the over the and weekend. a little bit rickety came out the other side. Yeah, uh, the lead singer of Ramstein mm-hmm. was diagnosed with COVID nineteen. Uh, Gary Holt from Testament diagnosed. Yep. Uh, so there have been artists that have been diagnosed pulled out the other side so that's great there's recovery stories but like you said there's going to be some some sad stories along the way of us losing some people but i i really do like we talked about ozzy and the parkinson's diagnosis a little bit earlier this year Mm -hmm. how important it is when people who are famous and go through something for them to talk about it because it helps so much not only for raising awareness of what's going on around us but really bringing it home to people who are fans and maybe are just like this can't touch me, I'm untouchable. Yeah. But once it touches it's not gonna to touch everyone's family, but yeah. It certainly will touch someone along this whole road that you've been a fan of or looked up to at some point in your life.
0: Well John Bon Jovi was saying that his seventeen year old son Jacob he thinks was never diagnosed because he can't get tested down in the states and especially in the part of the country where they live in new york Uh, but he thinks that he has just uh, recovered from a mild case of the coronavirus uh, the disease caused by coronavirus and so that's two people right in john bon jovi's inner circle who have been diagnosed his son not officially but david bryant keyboard player has been confirmed as uh, having a coronavirus diagnosis and that was a couple of weeks ago and uh, so i believe he's come through on the other side as well but uh, it's going to be a growing list unfortunately and we will keep you up to date on the classic rock files moving on to happier stuff Everybody's having to get creative with how they get their music out and how they keep their brand going and their bands going in this situation. Fish announced a new album called Sigma Oasis, and fans were able to hear it last evening via a live stream listening party, which was an interesting, creative little twist to market.
1: Yeah, obviously this wasn't the original plan for how the band was going to release this album, because usually new music comes out on a Friday to begin with, Mm -hmm. um, and today is a Thursday, yesterday a Wednesday. Uh, the album is. that is, how it works? I'm going backwards for you. You want to know what comes before Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. You got it. You Thank nailed you. it. Um, so today it's available on streaming services everywhere. I listened to the album this morning because I'm a really big fish fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Salmon's my favorite, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, but the album, they decided to just, hey, you know, we're all quarantined. People are starving for content. To dive into, and fish has this enormous fan base, sure, uh, so they said we're going to debut the album, you can listen to it, and then uh it'll be posted onto streaming services, so allowing all these fans to get together in their own homes and listen to the album together while apart, and then head out to the busiest fish message board there is, and talk about the
0: record. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Paige McConnell from the band said that most of the album was recorded over the course of just one week in November at Trey Anastasio's barn in Vermont. And bassist Mike Gordon said the recording process was like their live shows. He said, quote, to have this mountaintop barn where we can go and have the idea that playing together is best in that little weird way, it makes it like a show vibe because the chemistry happens. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, the uh, album, Fish is Sigma Oasis, brand new, available for streaming as of today. And finally, we've all been asking ourselves, what's up with the ex-members of Metallica? Well, we have updates.
1: Oh, yeah. We've got so many updates. Updates for days, (laughs) as the kids say. (laughs) Uh, So Jason Newstead, of course, former bassist for Metallica, basically talked about his back problems and how much his head banging affected uh, his day-to-day life. Uh, he hasn't really talked about this with anyone other than the people who were in the band and his family and his doctors. But he said that in 1992, he was about 8 to 10 months into a tour with very little rest and he herniated uh, his C-discs in his back. It was because he was headbanging so much at every <laughs> single show. If you ever watched <laughs> the old Metallica shows... I've always wondered about like that. Like He's just spinning his head and it's just non-stop. He's, played, he's like a thousand times per show every show yeah the doctors told him that he was giving himself whiplash every night doing it thousands of times a day (laughs) how many in a week in a month literally millions of times obviously your neck and your back it's flesh and bone it breaks down he's let himself heal and he hasn't head banged in 19 years now
0: (laughs) i wonder if he gets a coin for that
1: There is. It's like a recovery.
0: I've always wondered about the headbanging thing. I like the music, right? But when I'm listening to it, I'll just be doing the head nod, right? I'll just be doing the thing. But the guys with the long hair that will do the headbang thing, and then they'll stop for a couple seconds, fix their hair up, and then they'll do it again. I've always thought that was an odd ritual.
1: I think it's just something that artists did because other people before them did it. It was like part of the aura of heavy metal. Just like crowd surfing is the aura of like punk rock and metal. But you go to a show now and there's like two people at a concert that insist on crowd yeah. surfing and everyone's like okay sure well you know pass this guy along but like no one would be missing it if you didn't do it but there's always like one or two guys that just like i'm here yeah i gotta do it it's metallica <laughs> in 2020 and yeah. i'm doing it
0: so uh anyway he went on to say that of course his uh, current project is chop house band he says i play guitar lighter instruments and acoustic instruments not this maple five-string bass that weighs 20 pounds all that ergonomics is nutty I don't believe that's an actual sentence, but that's what he said. All that ergonomics is nutty. He's trying. You we, know. Could br- we could break the headbang. Blame it on. Yeah. but he said it was a workout doing the shows. He says I stayed the exact same weight for 27 years. We always knew that was going to happen. You can weigh yourself before the show, and it was at least a three-pound difference, sometimes more, at the end of the show. We rate the power and energy of the show by how many T-shirts we went through, and you could ring them out and fill up a bottle. There's an image for you. Four was a pretty good show. Everybody had their way of keeping fit. I took my bicycle on tour with me for years.
1: So there you go. If you need a workout regime, just join Metallica. Stay (laughs) same weight for 27 years.
0: As we've been saying, yeah. Let's see, who else can we touch base with who's ex-Metallica? Ooh, Dave Mustaine. He's urged the band's fans to do their part in keeping everybody healthy while they're at home. Last night, Dave Mustaine released a video message via the official Megadeth YouTube channel saying this. I just wanted to check in with all of you guys and see how you're doing during the quarantine. I hope you guys are taking the time to uh, stay indoors
1: and and quarantine yourself and especially take time to wash your hands a lot. Me, I've been staying uh, indoors. I'm on day 12 right now and I've been washing my hands a lot and uh, listening to a lot of Megadeth music, putting the final touches on our new book and working on the new Megadeth album and uh, looking forward to doing our next tour once this is all over. So uh, until then, I just want to thank you guys uh, for following us and uh, check back regularly at and to see what's going on with us. And until then, wash your hands a lot, stay safe, and we'll
0: see you soon. Now keep in mind, here's a guy who just a few months ago was fighting for his life with cancer.
1: Yeah, and he's being very careful because sure. of that. He did a video with his daughter. They performed uh, Come Together. Yep. Um, and he was wearing a mask, playing yeah. guitar, because that's his daughter, you know, like, you trust your family in this sure. cases, but he's like, I gotta be careful because my immune system is compromised from the chemo yeah. and everything I went through. He's been wearing a toque in all these videos, so I'm not sure what Dave's hair, hair looks right. like. He's been always known for the long blonde hair.
0: And but imagine the guy comes through this cancer battle last fall, and it's like, I got the all clear from my doctors, back to touring in 2020, and then, oh, son of a bitch!
1: Yeah, he was he was blocked again. He also released a video of him walking his miniature horse around his house, so that was fun to watch. He's As joining Arnold does. Schwarzenegger and uh, <laughs> bringing different types of pets to light. Sure. Between them, Between them and Joe Exotic, we got all kinds of different animals to look forward to when we go to the Internet nowadays.
0: We're good to go, and he's also written a book. There is a September 8th release date for Mustaine's new book, Building the Perfect Beast.
1: Yeah, and I didn't know anything about this book until he talked about it. Uh, It's actually about the making of their iconic record, Rust in Peace, which was released 30 years ago this year, in 1990. It was an incredible time of flux and creativity in the rock world, and the book was not written specifically by Dave, but relayed by him. It covers the process of hiring the band, supporting cast, trying to handle the success that occurred after the album was released, and ultimately the pressure of fame and fortune, which caused the band to break up before reforming a couple of years later. So that'll be a really fun uh, read to look back. Uh, There's not a ton of written work about Megadeth's albums or that early time where thrash metal really started to pick up, uh, especially from California with bands like Anthrax and Slayer, Metallica and Megadeth, the big four.
0: September 8th, the release date for Mustaine's book Building the Perfect Beast. That is The Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive music director Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.